Amen. Very thankful for the opportunity to preach. No matter how busy I am, I still love getting to take the time and sit down and study the Bible and come up with a message that I believe that the Lord has for us today. Uh, he laid this on my heart, and I'm, it's, a, it's a serious message, but I believe it's something that we all need to hear. I know it was something that I needed to hear and uh, study on. And if you could all turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12, and we're looking at verse 15 kind of as our launching point. Hebrews chapter 12, specifically verse number 15. I think most of you will see where I'm going pretty quickly with our verse there. Hebrews 12, 15 says, Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this day. Lord, thank you for this opportunity to preach. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to be able to show your word to this church family. Lord, thank you for their willingness to hear. And Lord, please help the words that I speak today to be your words. Lord, <clears throat> not my opinion or not something that I think, but Lord, uh, words from the scripture that you have for us today. And Lord, please help it to be a help. And uh, please help your word to not return void. And Lord, thank you for so much for all that you do. And thank you for this day in Jesus' name. Amen. So I really love our theme this year about rooted, and we've been talking about roots, laying down deep roots with fruit, but when we're looking at that and we're looking at our theme, we have to not only think about the roots that we want to grow, but we also have to think about which ones we need to remove. Now looking at today in uh, Hebrews 12, 15, we see a root of bitterness, and when that springs up in our lives, it says, many be defiled. Today, we're going to look at the life of Esau in Genesis, and we're going to see exactly where this led him. But I want you guys to think about, with this example of, how many people in here garden, or at least have been around a garden in their lives, know about gardening a little bit? Okay, awesome. Now, whose favorite job is it to go out to the garden and pick the weeds? Who's like, yes, I get to go out and pick the weeds this week? Okay, we got one person. One person loves picking weeds. But it's an important job because when weeds start to take root and we let them get too close to the thing that we want to protect, that root that we want to grow, when we let that root spring up, that root starts to take the nutrients from the root that we want to grow. And if we let, as we look at today, is just one of the roots that we need to remove. As we look at bitterness... And we see the damage that that root can do in our lives. I want to take a look at the example of Esau and see why we need to remove these roots, why we need to be willing to point them out and remove them completely. In our scripture, we're going to look at the life of Esau, the choices he made, and what was missing in his life. So first, in Genesis 25, we see that Esau first, this root of bitterness first springs up when he gets angry about his own decision that he made. So we look at Genesis 25, and if you're familiar with the story, we know that Esau comes back from hunting in the field, and he's famished. He needs something to eat. And he sees that his brother Jacob is cooking food, and he's like, Jacob, I'm about to die. Please give me some food. And Jacob says, yeah, sure, if you sell me your birthright, I will give you some food. And Esau says, you know, what good is this birthright to me if I die? 
sure, I'll trade you my birthright for some food. And then we go to 25, verse 34, and it says, Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils, and he did eat and drink, and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. So Esau was the firstborn. He should have been the one to carry on the legacy of God and his family. He should have been the one to lead. But instead, we see him make a rash decision based off of his own lusts and what he thought that he needed. And he completely set aside the blessings of God for food. The birthright was a big deal in the Old Testament. With that came a lot of responsibility of leading the family and being in charge. And we see that Esau despised that. Esau despised the blessing of the Lord. He wanted to go and do his own thing, and instead of making things right, he gets angry and despises the birthright that God gave him. So we see that root of bitterness start to take hold here, that he has this bitterness towards God and bitterness towards his brother, and he's starting to let this control his life to where he starts doing whatever he wants. We can see this in Scripture, and we can see that instead of asking for forgiveness, seeing how he could reconcile with the Lord, he instead chose bitterness. And he has a terrible reaction to a situation that he created. He created the situation in the first place, but he takes it out on his family and on God by despising his birthright that God had given him. And not only do we see him get angry about his own decision, his harbored anger leads to hatred. We look just a little bit ahead in uh, Genesis 27, verse 41. And we know uh, with context for earlier in the chapter that Jacob has come in and stolen Esau's blessing. Uh, Esau was the older brother and he should have got the blessing from his father, but Jacob came in and deceived him and took Esau's blessing. And we see in verse 41, and Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, The days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then will I slay my brother Jacob. So Esau has allowed this root of bitterness to grow so much that instead of talking to Jacob, instead of seeking the Lord's leading in what he should do in this situation, he immediately goes towards violence and wanting to kill his brother. We see this reaction another time earlier in Scripture with Cain and Abel. Cain was rejected of the Lord in his sacrifice, and his immediate response was to kill his brother. And we see the same exact attitude come with Esau. He had this bitterness because he had lost his birthright. Now he has this bitterness that he's lost a blessing, and now he wants to take it out on someone else. Esau never took care of the root of bitterness when it took hold, and now it's flourished into a full-on hatred of his brother. While he was wronged by his brother, he never once turned to the Lord for help. He instantly took the situation into his own hands and resorted to violence and threats. Now, whenever we have this root of bitterness in our lives, we have to be willing to turn to the Lord and see what he wants us to do. Because it, we, if we let it go too far, this is the type of thing that it can turn into. And we can think, oh, that would never happen to me. Esau probably never thought that he'd be threatening his brother and wanting to kill him. It doesn't start right away like that. It started with him being angry about a decision he made and allowing that bitterness to fester in his heart until it came to a boiling point of threatening his brother and wanting to kill his own family. 
So we need to take this very seriously because we're going to see here in a little bit exactly where this leads for Esau. And I had never read this verse before, and I was doing research last night while I was looking through my sermon, and um, it really stuck for me how serious this root of bitterness is and what that could mean in our lives, and exactly in Hebrews 12:15, where it talks about, and many be defiled, we'll see that it not only affects Esau, but his entire line and his entire family. But we also see that Esau did make a good choice. We see him choosing forgiveness, but not completely. So if we look at Genesis 33, in chapter, uh, chapter 33 and verse number 4, we look at the earlier chapter in 32, and we can see the whole time is Jacob planning uh, how he's going to meet with Esau. It's been about 20 years since they've met, and Jacob is still afraid for his life of meeting Esau. So he's coming up with a plan. He's getting ready to go meet him. And 33 verse 4, <clears throat> And Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him, and they wept. So Esau had finally forgiven his brother. After 20 years, they get together, and he'd forgiven his brother. He ran to meet him, and later in the chapter, we see that they peacefully lived together and, uh, until Esau moved away because they both had too many possessions. But we could see that they got together well for a while, but something was missing. From what we see in Scripture and from what I could see through studying, Esau does not seek a relationship with God, and his descendants are in constant battle with Israel and receive judgment from the Lord for this. So Esau forgave Jacob, but he doesn't accept responsibility with the Lord for the sin he had done and what he had done, and he doesn't ask forgiveness of the Lord that we see in Scripture. David, in Psalm 51, says, My sin is ever before me, and against thee and thee only have I sinned. David sets a precedence for us and shows us that when we sin, it doesn't only affect us, and it's not only against the person that we sinned against, but it's against God as well when we sin. So this root of bitterness was an affront to God and the rejection of his birthright and the rejection of God's blessing and not seeking reconciliation with God. Allowing that root of bitterness to take hold and control his life has eternal consequences for, uh, in Scripture, they're called the Edomites, is Esau's children and their family. So I would encourage you, I know I don't have a lot of time to go through it, but look up what happens with the Edomites and their dealings with Israel. And I just want to show you the end of it in Malachi chapter 1. This isn't a book we look at very often, but uh, while I was studying last night, I came across these verses and... It was very sobering to see and to realize exactly where root of bitterness can lead us and what happens when we allow that to take place. I'm going to start in verse number 1 of Malachi chapter 1. Just want everyone to be able to see this and be able to have this sink in as we read through it. Malachi chapter 1 and verse number 1. The burden of the word of the Lord to Israel by Malachi... I have loved you, saith the Lord, yet ye say, Wherein hast thou loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, saith the Lord? Yet I loved Jacob, and I hated Esau, and laid his mountains and his heritage waste for the dragons of the wilderness. Whereas Edom saith, We are impoverished, 
but we will return and build the desolate places. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, they shall build, but I will throw down. And they shall call them the border of wickedness, and the people against whom the Lord hath indignation forever. That was a very sobering thing to me, seeing where Esau's decisions led him. We can see that Esau married wives from Canaan, did not teach his kids about the Lord. Look it up. I, want, I encourage you to please search this out for yourself. Don't just take my word for it. This is a great opportunity to study and see where sin can lead us. That, those verses in Malachi were so eye-opening to me, knowing that Esau started out as the one with the birthright, the one who is supposed to receive the blessing from the Lord, but he allowed a root of bitterness to take hold. He despised the birthright that the Lord had given him. He got angry about the blessing and didn't reconcile with the Lord. He had forgiveness with Jacob, but he did not seek forgiveness with the Lord from what we can see in Scripture. And Malachi chapter 1, verses 1 through there show us exactly where that led for Esau and his descendants. The choice Esau made early in life had repercussions beyond what he could have ever thought. So we must turn to God to fully remove our root of bitterness. See, from what I can see with his forgiveness of Jacob was he had lopped off the top of the weed. The stuff that was showing and obvious to everyone else was gone from the top, and he seemed like everything was okay, but that root of bitterness was still there. And those of you who are familiar with gardening know that with weeds, if you do not get rid of the root, that weed is going to come right back. And we can see that and the fruit of that and what happened when that weed came back and what that meant for Esau and his children. So a great example of the opposite of this was actually someone who was there on that day when Esau forgave Jacob his nephew Joseph. So Joseph was there and saw this moment of forgiveness and was able to see what it means to forgive someone here on earth. But the difference with Joseph is that he chose to believe that God had a plan for him and knew that everything was happening for a reason. And Joseph is constantly pointing back to God in every situation. Every time that Joseph could have gotten bitter, and every time that Joseph could have taken it out on the Lord and chose the same path as Esau, he decided to trust in the Lord and know that it was God who had brought him to this point and completely keep that root of bitterness out of, out of his life. We can see that uh, Joseph understood this about knowing that sin didn't only affect him but was against God in Genesis 39.9 when he is in Potiphar's house he says, There is none greater in this house than I, neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? He pointed out that the sin wasn't going to be only against Potiphar, and that the sin was against God. That's what meant more to, to Joseph than anything else, was that if he sinned, it was going to be against God. And he fully understood that. And this is where Joseph set himself apart from Esau, putting his relationship with God before everything else. This allowed Joseph to make the right choice when confronted with the ability to get back at his brothers. You see, Esau 
had been wronged and he had a reason to be angry. Joseph had been wronged by his brothers and had a reason to be angry as well. He was sold into slavery, stuck in prison, but he still chose God over trying to take things into his own hands. In Genesis 45, 5 through 8, we see when uh, Joseph finally reveals himself to his brothers. He said, Now therefore be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that you sold me hither, for God did send me before you to preserve life. For these two years hath the famine been in the land, and yet there are five years in which there shall neither be earing nor harvest, and God sent me before you to preserve a posterity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now as it was not you that sent me hither, but God, and he hath made me a father to Pharaoh and a lord of all his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. So I want you to think about the two differences that were in these stories, the two people that we talk about today. And they're not just stories, these are historical facts. I believe every word of the Bible is true, and God's not just giving us little stories to teach us something. These are actual people with actual moments in history that actually happened. So I want you to look at it through that. These aren't just, like Pastor was talking about movies today, these aren't just little scripts where the things didn't actually happen. Esau's choices had real consequences in real life. Joseph's choices had real consequences in real life. But one person chose to try and take matters into their own hands and hold that resentment, and one person decided to leave it up to God and allow him to work in his life. So I want you to think about today, what choice will you make? Will you allow the root of bitterness to choke out what God is doing in your life? As we go through this year and we talk about being rooted in Christ, can we truly have a root in Christ, or do we have a root of bitterness that's choking that out? Will you allow to God to work in your life and accept that every, every situation is orchestrated by him for your good? If we want our good roots to grow, we must be diligent to remove the bad roots in our lives, or else the good roots will be choked out and die. See, the thing is, is that Jacob chose to follow the Lord as well. Esau had those same opportunities. That's one thing we have to look at as well, is that Esau was in the same house as Jacob. He had the same father. He saw the same blessings. He heard the same stories, but he decided to go his own way. He decided he was going to do things his way, and we can see that in Scripture. Even if you read in the book of Obadiah, the book of Obadiah is a judgment on the children of Edom. If you think Malachi wasn't enough, they have a whole book to their judgment there. I encourage you to read through it and look at it because, again, this is not something to be taken lightly. And that's why I said that it was something very serious today, as it should be with Scripture, is thinking about that root of bitterness and what can happen in our lives if we allow it to take root and flower. So I hope everybody takes that with you throughout this week. Think about maybe things that are happening in your life and can they be related back to a root of bitterness? Because that root of bitterness, again, as it says, is the root. Sometimes it's not the obvious thing or easy to see. Esau had that root of bitterness and it showed itself as anger. It showed itself as a hatred for his brother. But it all came back to that bitterness against the decision he had made. Or are we going to be like Joseph? Not even give that root a chance to grow. Give our lives to the Lord. Know that everything that happens is for a reason comes from the Lord and that he's going to use it in our lives. 
And I know that that's <clears throat> something for everybody today um, that we can all think about. I know sometimes as kids we may think that, oh, you know, this doesn't really affect us, but this happened early in Esau's life that this root of bitterness took hold. And it's something that we all need to think about, we all need to be praying about, I need to be praying about and thinking about this. And I'm very thankful that God gave me this to be able to look through and study. And again, I would encourage you to look through and study the life of Esau and see how we can avoid these pitfalls, but also look through and study the life of Joseph and see the good that can come from getting rid of a root of bitterness. Uh, let's pray and I'll be done. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, once again, just thank you so much for this time. Thank you so much for everybody's willingness to hear and to listen from your word. And Lord, thank you for this message that you've given. Lord, it's not from me. Lord, I know that it's from you. And as we think about that root of bitterness, Lord, please help us to think about this week situations that could cause us to have bitterness, situations that can cause us to not trust you. And Lord, just please help us to uproot that bitterness, to take it completely out of our lives and to turn to you. And Lord, thank you for all that you do for us.